doing it live, but not really. That's right. So welcome to the first episode of Shooting the Film, the new podcast slash YouTube channel eventually. Yeah. Craig and I are going to start. Um, we're still working it out a little bit to figure out, because um, I feel like the content on the two should be a little different. I mean, I don't mind uploading podcast episodes to it, but we should also do like kind of exclusive things. Yeah. Um, more maybe more in depth on like 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 for the YouTube channel, we'll go more in depth on like a direct. I mean, we're that's what we're doing right now. Well, we're ranking. Right. So for the first episode of um, shooting the film, we're gonna rank John Carpenter's eighteen the. I can't say that word. Theatrical, Theatrical releases. releases. There's there's a few more movies he has, but we're not counting them because they weren't in the theater. Yeah. There's like three or four TV movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In it, the 80s. In, including... 70s and um, 80s. 70s and 80s, yeah. Including um, his first work with Kurt Russell, the Elvis movie. Oh, yeah. Which I still haven't seen, surprisingly. I know. It's weird. I bet it's great, though, because anything those two are in are fantastic, or anything those two guys work with, they're great, even though Escape from L.A. isn't good, it's still great. We'll get there. We will get there. So basically, we're going to say our picks, and then if him and I match, because we don't know each other's lists, um, we're keeping it a surprise. So we're going to talk about it together if if our picks are the same, and then we're just gonna say why we chose it at that number as like, and it's go, it's going from worst to best. Obviously, we're not gonna hit it off with bangers right off the bat. Right. Um. But so, I guess Greg, what's your what's your number eighteen? Nineteen seventy four is Dark Star. That's what I have for for eighteen as well. Um, it was supposed to be a comedy, and it's not a comedy. Yeah. It's just one the best way to describe that movie in my opinion is one bad acid trip yeah um i would like ah i would i'm curious to see what the original cut was before the, the, the student film yeah before they went and reshot a bunch of stuff to make it a feature length film because he and the guy that wrote alien uh, worked on this for like three years yeah it was like their school project or whatever right and uh i just felt like um, some places say it's supposed to be a parody of Space Odyssey 2001 or 2001 Space it Odyssey. It probably could have been before the like beach ball alien reshoot yeah. stuff. Did you ever see Hardware Wars? No. It's a take on Star Wars that came out like right after Star Wars came out. Oh, really? But it's basically like a four minute trailer. Mm-hmm. And instead of spaceships, they have like toasters and blenders and stuff. <laughs> It's just enough where it's kind of funny because mm-hmm. they make fun of Obi-Wan's name and all that stuff. And uh, I think Princess Leia has cinnamon rolls for okay. on the size of that, her head. That kind that of would make humor. Sense. If this movie was a four-minute fake trailer making fun of 2001, I think it would have worked. Possibly. Just they drug it out. Yeah. It was like an hour and 40 minutes or something like that. But so what's curious to me, though, for the, the parody part, was it the ship? AI that was supposed to be like Hal, or was it the bomb that was supposed to be like Hal? I think it was a ship AI and the bomb, like a mix of the two. Yeah, because the bomb felt a little more like Hal. Like when when he's trying to convince the bomb to not explode, right? And then it starts kind of doing like Hal type esque. There's a malfunction yeah. bomb that keeps coming out of the the bomb bay. Yeah, and I think that's where a lot of the jokes were supposed to be, like, um, because when. In 2001, Dave goes out of the thing to fix something, mm-hmm. or one of the guys gets blown out of an airlock or something like that. I forget. Um, but he comes back, and he's in a pod, and 
Hal won't open the doors. He like opened the pod bay doors. Hal. Yeah. He's like, I can't do that, Dave. Okay. Um, so, so I think all the conversations with the bomb was supposed to be like that. That's about as close as a uh, parody as I get, I guess. That this self-aware bomb kept saying, "All right, I'm gonna go blow up now." Yeah. And the computer's like, "Wait, you're not supposed to yet." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then spoiler, it does at the end. Yeah, they all die. Yeah. Well, not all of. Well, they all eventually die, but they get stranded on an island, a planet, or something. I don't um, two of them are going to. Where one of them's going to a planet, the other one gets sucked up by like a st- stars. Oh, that's right. There's or a comets or something or meteors. This thing about the purple meteors or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, they've accepted me or something yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, I don't recommend watching it. You, it's one to no. skip unless you want to see how far he went from True. when he started to his top tier stuff in the eighties. And like, what was the other guy's name that made it? Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon. Like Dan O'Bannon says, this is kind of like his rough draft, draft of, of Alien. Alien, which makes sense because there are some similarities. Y- y- yeah, yeah, yeah. In there a is very uh, kaleidoscope sort of way. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. There, there. You can you can see where the inspiration came from yeah. for sure. Yeah. And it was done a lot better in. I wouldn't Scott's watch Alien. it again. No, I don't want to. That was my second time watching it. And I, oh really? I, I yeah, I will because I watched it when I first bought it. Oh, that's right. Because um, you're thinking, oh, John Carpenter movie I've never seen before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wanted to buy all of his movies, but unfortunately, not all of them are available on Blu-ray. Most of them, but not all of them. Um, what's your seventeen? Um, Into the Mouth of Madness. Oh my God! So is mine. Nice. Uh, I don't understand the hype why people love this movie. Yeah. And in this day and age, I still don't have the time to watch it five or six times no. to get it. Oh, I don't even, I don't think, I, I wouldn't. And if I need cliff notes to understand a movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, I understood some of it because I have listened to some H.P. Lovecraft. Um, mm-hmm. Well, quite a bit of H.P. Lovecraft. So I understand some of the cosmic horror stuff, but it just didn't come out very well on the Mm-mm. screen. Um. Although it was kind of like a Fight Club movie at the end, because you're, because if you're watching, I remember the first time I watched Fight Club, I wasn't really that into it, and then when you find out like there is no Brad Pitt, it got interesting. Spoilers. They, oh, sorry. <laughs> there's a similar thing in this movie. I've never seen Fight Club all the way okay. through. Okay. I've, I've seen it in chunks and pieces, and but I just... that made me much more interested in the film until they decided they were gonna drop nukes on cities because they're anarchists or something yeah i, I did i i it got weird yeah it, it was it it but then even like and then yeah um then um sam neill's character like gets out of his because there's a girl with him but then it turns out the girl never was never with him with him yeah it's confusing and then and it, that he's a character in the book yeah like he never actually went to he doesn't really exist he's what a was character the, what was the town called I don't remember. I can't remember. It was like Fogtown. No, it uh, wasn't Stephen Fogtown. King Town. <laughs> oh, what was his name? There was remember. a lot of good jabs at Stephen King. Yeah, dude. Movie. Yeah, this this was like a fu to Stephen King, one hundred percent. Yeah. I I don't know if Car- Carpenter has some beef with them. Sutter Kane, that was his okay. name. And it was fun seeing people who like books writing because they wanted the next book to come out. Cause, yeah. Because people don't do that anymore. For the but like it just this movie made no sense. From start to finish. No. There's like, I don't know what the plot was. I mean, I kind of do, but like, I just... I guess we're just too dumb. We must be. We must be just idiots who don't understand the genius of this movie. 
I do know that it's not a movie he originally was supposed to direct. It was like a, they like hired him, like hey, oh at the last like, minute, yeah, like hey, okay. the other director because he didn't write this. No, he, he, he didn't on, write the score either, did he? He might have done it for In the Mouth. Okay. No, he did, he did. Um, there's only there's, the tail end of his there's career, only a cu- yeah, yeah. This was uh, I think it was I don't remember what was first. Um, I think In the Mouth of Madness and then Vampires. Um, it's Mouth of Madness, Village of the Damned, oh, yeah, Escape from it. New York, Vampires, Ghosts of Mars, The Ward. So, okay. In chronological order. Okay. You got anything else you want to say about that? Not really. I, w- I would watch it again, knowing what I know from the ending, to mm-hmm. see if it makes more sense and if it's interesting, but... Yeah. I think we're about to get into territory where ours aren't going to be the same anymore. I think so. What's your 16? Vampires. Yeah, mine's different. Okay. So you go first. So I love the first five or ten minutes of vampires. Just them getting all their equipment out and they got all these vehicles and special weapons and everything. setting up the world. But they they don't really use them. It's just they grab them and then they pull them out with the winch on the jeep. Yeah. Into the sunlight. And it takes them all day to get eight vampires. And then it, it kind of loses my interest after that. Yeah. Like, the master shows up and he kills the whole team. In, like, a minute or two. Like, it's a very short, yeah. ho- like, in the hotel, right? Yeah. It's, like, a very short scene. It's, it's great and gory. Yeah. But these are, like, seasoned vampire hunters. They should be able to put up a fight. Maybe because they're all drunk. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Well, because they even struggle pretty hard with regular vampires in the houses. And then uh, the the not famous Alec, our Baldwin brother. (laughs) Not the murderer. uh, Yeah. He he just comes off as a douche in the whole movie. He does. And he gets bit a couple times by different vampires, different stages, and kind of hides it from everybody. Which I don't like that trope in zombie movies or no or vampire. You movies. tell them because then you're going to get everyone else killed, unless it's really scientific, like World War Z or something. But I mean, no, no I don't mean like scientific. No, 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 no. In I mean, quotes. <laughs> I get what you're saying. If there's a timeline from when you're bit, yeah, and there could be some variables of how big you are and stuff. But like um, Army of the Dead, sometimes it took several hours for them. Like the, or, or, the one guy got seconds. out and yeah. made it to a plane on. Yeah. After yeah, that yeah. took a couple of days for him to turn, but other people turned like really fast. So, yeah, I don't I like gotcha. it when some people turn fast and some don't. And that poor uh, Laura Palmer girl from Twin Peaks getting tied up oh, yeah. in bed and just She's just getting yeah. beat up the entire movie. Yeah. yeah, it was just awkward. So my sixteen. Or do you got anything else you want to add? Not really. Just that. I kept thinking John Bon Jovi was in it, and then we figured this figured out, out. It's a sequel. That it's John Carpenter presents Vampires Las Muertos. Yeah. Um, so it is sort of a John Carpenter movie. He just didn't direct it. He but, was a producer. But I always on got the it. two mixed up because his name's over both of them. Yeah. And so, yeah. Got yeah. Just that one word in there makes the big difference. Yeah, it's good. Good concept. Just poor execution. <laughs> My 16 was Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Okay. First time watching it ever. Um, it's not a terrible movie, and it it has the look of a John Carpenter movie, but it's supposed to be a comedy, and it is not... John Carpenter just can't do comedy. No. Um, every scene that's supposed to be... Like, you, you can tell there's supposed to be a joke there, right. but it's just acted out so serious. Yeah. 
And, like, there's nothing to, like, help the, like, the punch of the joke either. Mm-hmm. And, like, the music's just completely wrong. And it just feels more of serious. And che- it was, they they got Chevy Chase to be the main character. And this was, like, in the era of Chevy Chase where he didn't want to be funny. Yeah. And you he just wasn't trying. And he just was very, like, monotoned and just, like, and I understand he's, like, really hard to work with. But, like, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. It's not It's not a bad movie by any means. It's just, it's, it just, it's not a comedy like it was supposed right. to be, like, at all. Uh, Sam Neill's great in it. Again, the only two Carpenter movies he's been in. Right, In the Mouth of Madness. Madness and Memoirs and Invisible Man. Um... I mean, I if if you if you ever see it on TV or something, go for it, but don't pay for it. Yeah, you know, or watch it for free or whatever. Don't download it illegally, illegally obviously, but like, right. you know, if it's on cable, which I doubt. I think we paid four. We paid five dollars for it. Yeah. It's four dollars to rent it, five to buy it. To so buy I was it. like, fine, I'll yeah, buy like, it. Screw it, buy it. Yeah, but what's, it's what's not terrible. Yeah, but it's it's not. So we both talking about the movies when they come up for the first time. Or... Yeah, go ahead and put in your your two cents okay. now. Yeah. So, I liked it because it had a story. It does. That it, made sense. It, yeah. There's a few John Carpenter movies where it doesn't quite make sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was just boring. It was. To be honest. This um, is one of the few times where his slow burn doesn't work. But it has a very simple story to follow, like because it, it doesn't jump around. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the very, very beginning, he's on tape and he says, I'm invisible. But he gets right into, like, how he became invisible. But Chevy Chase is playing himself, I think, because he's just a douche. <laughs> Felt that way, huh? Yeah. And um, he's, he wasn't really that likable. No, he wasn't at all. And I liked his friend who owned the house more than him. Yeah. <laughs> just not the guy with the weird accent. No, the I'm the Reaper guy. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oof. That was awkward. Yeah, but um, Daryl Hannah was really hot in it. She was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, gorgeous. I heard she was hard to work with in that movie too. Okay, and some of the special effects were good. A little bit, yeah. Like some of the things walking around. This the Sam Neill with the gun to his head was really clever. They just like I have some problems with the science. Um, I think once something is inside his body, it should be invisible, like food and stuff. Yeah. But that's, that's just how they took, but this was also, this was also another movie that Carpenter was hired on last minute to do as well. Okay. I think Ivan Reitman was the original director for this one and he just couldn't handle working with Chevy Chase. So he quit. It was just a very serious movie. Yeah. When it should have been a comedy. And there was no hijinks for the most part. There was um, a tiny, tiny bit. For, but for the most part, whenever someone turns invisible, especially like in a 90s movie, there's got to be a scene where he goes and spies on like a sorority house or something. Or he's going to rob a bank. Or he's going to do some kind of hijinks, like a Home Alone movie kind of thing yeah. where he's causing people to slip and stuff i think there was one instance where they did that but i was expecting like him to put roller skates in front of people yeah. that they step on like it's a looney tunes supposed cartoon. to be like a comedy and there was yeah. none of that missed opportunity for and sure he just didn't seem like he wanted to do anything with no. being invisible no like he he hated it which i 
I've never been invisible. So I'm assuming it would kind of suck because he yeah. talks about how you can't see your hands. It's hard to eat and walk and go upstairs. And But uh, he didn't have fun with it. No. I didn't feel like. Not at all. Um, so, yeah, I, it was just kind of bland. It could have been really good comedy. It would have been really easy to I make a comedy. I think so, yeah. There, there was, Especially with was... Chevy Chase, like a family, <clears throat> like a... Lampoon's Christmas yeah. Vacation. And you got Ivan Reitman, I think, was the original director. Yeah. And, you know, he's Where done... he's shooting down the hill on the thing and the, just all the goofy expressions and stuff. Yeah. And he just didn't get that because no. he couldn't see his face for most nope. of the movie. <laughs> I, but, I mean, they did show, like, from his perspective, they did show him a lot, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, which they probably had to because it was yeah. probably in his contract. <laughs> but I could see why the CIA would be so obsessed with him. Oh, yeah. Because an invisible assassin would be pretty amazing, especially in the 90s. Well, but the, we all know they really wanted to keep him to experiment on him so they could make an invisible yeah. assassin. Yeah. I think that's what the main CIA wanted. But I think um, Sam Neill's character wanted to recruit him for like a black ops team where they could get him into places and Possibly. Po- poison people or whatever. So, Possibly. Yeah. So what's your 15? Uh, Village of the Damned. Ooh, I got the fog. Okay. Um, you go first. Okay. So, this movie had so many of John Carpenter's movies have really great concepts. Yeah. But I just don't feel like they follow through very well. No, no, it poor poor writing. Yeah. Um, I'll say this though. I think Village of the Dam was the final movie that felt like a Carpenter movie. Yeah. It did feel like a Carpenter movie. Yeah. Um, it's just when you have killer kids, it's hard. Because you don't want adults running up and just drop kicking kids. Although I think they, at one point, did. Buck Flower, he tried to. I think he beat one Tried to one run him the... over with a car or something. No. Or... Oh, that was the other That was the other guy he uses all the time. I can't remember his name, but Buck Flower was the janitor. And he hit one of the kids oh, with yeah. the uh, mop or whatever he had. That's or broom. Right. But I think he did it on accident. But he kind of knew what they were doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He called him out on it. Yeah. And then the other guy that he uses, um, he tried to hit one of the kids. Yeah. And then they sent him off the road or whatever. Because... I guess they were aliens. Like everyone in this town falls asleep for like three hours. Yeah. And then they all wake up pregnant. And that's where it gets confusing with the plot. Yeah. Because the, apparently there's other towns that have them as well. But right. then the towns like They'll they say they blew something? up. Yeah. yeah. Like they were failed experiments. So they got bombed from space or, or something. something. They, yeah. And, and we both like it when they don't explain everything. But I kind of would have liked to know more. Yeah. I guess. It wasn't as bad as um, Maximum Overdrive. No. When they're like, oh, a UFO was behind the comet, and it was taking over all the machines. <laughs> oh, my God, um, yeah. But it was almost that bad. Like, yeah. Like, the aliens are doing little experiments. And Christy Alley, and I guess she's, like, part of a secret government organization, like a yeah. Area 51 kind of thing. I, th- I think there was a lot of miscasting in this movie. Yeah. I don't think her or Christopher Reeve were really good choices. And she shouldn't have raised... Or no, it's, no, never mind. The baby was dead. Yeah, it was dead. But we she kept, kept thinking, it to like... Exp- yeah, we thought maybe she stole one or yeah. something. But but nope, it was a stillborn or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But then it looked like a gray alien. Yeah, it looked like it had... Like in a, the fermented tank or whatever. It, it almost looked like um, the same like Independence Day alien design. Yeah. Like not the big tentacle not the thing, but the, but the like the actual... Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, those are called the Greys. The Greys. Those are reptilians, and yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> get all extraterrestrial in here. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, my fifteen was the fog. Uh, this movie, it doesn't suck, but it just goes nowhere. Right. Like literally goes nowhere. I understand the story. I get it. Like people, whenever I dislike some people, like, you just don't understand. It's like, no, 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 I get it. It just wasn't done well. But this was still early Carpenter. Like this was his. Yeah. This was his movie, movie after. So he made Halloween, and then I believe seventy nine was the Elvis movie, and then eighty yeah. was the Fog. From like seventy four to eighty eight, he had almost a movie every single year. Yeah. A TV movie or theatrical. Yeah. Movie. Um and. It's, it's, it's like the acting and stuff's okay. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't get interesting until the last like 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. It's, it was weird. Yeah. It's very weird. And I just was like, okay. I, I really like the concept again. No, yeah, no, it's a great concept for sure. Because basically what happened and was. And I've, I've never seen the remake. I heard the remake is yeah. ter- like terrible, terrible. Oh, I haven't either. It's like a TV series? No, it, it's a movie. It came out in like the early oh, 2000s. The Mist. Dude, dude that Mist TV show sucked. Yeah, okay. I get the two mixed up. That TV was, that TV, the, the Mist movie is fantastic. I feel like there was a 50s Fog movie too. Maybe. Maybe I think I, The Blob. Maybe the okay. blob, dude. We need to watch the blob, the '88 version. Is that got um, John Goodman in it, or no? John Goodman's not in it. John okay. Goodman's in um, the giant ants movie. No, no, no. John Goodman's in God. What's it called? Chud. Okay. As the cop, and he gets murdered. Okay. <laughs> Cannibalistic humanoid underdwellers. Yeah. But the the basic concept of the fog where. A hundred years ago, these six people that were founding this town, mm-hmm. um, there was this rich guy that came by and he's like, hey, everybody, I, I got a whole bunch of gold and I'm going up the river to start a community. And so they snuck on his boat in the middle of the night and murdered him and his crew mm-hmm. and took his gold. And so a hundred years of the day at midnight, um, the ghosts of the sailors and the rich guy come back to... Um, exact their revenge on the descendants of yeah, the founders of the town but they're pirates too yeah they're ghost pirates yeah yeah when they originally weren't pirates to begin yeah, with yeah i don't know maybe sailors all had swords and stuff needed back to in the make day. it spooky somehow yeah. yeah spooky spooky um and yeah i mean it's 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 not the worst but it's i just don't i don't care for it yeah I don't know if I'd I ever don't think watch Jamie Lee Curtis even screams in the movie, does she? No, she doesn't. She doesn't do a whole lot. Like everyone's like, that's oh, the this problem is a with scream. this movie. There's yeah. no like, like established main character. You just kind of go to different groups and then they all meet up at the end. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with movies that do that, but like, you kind of want to do that like for a sequel and not like the first movie. Um, but maybe that was the point. I don't know. Um, you know, it's, it's not bad, but it's not not none, not not my favorite, and I don't think I'd ever watch it again. Yeah, like storytelling wise, there was a lot of similarities between this and um, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. A little bit, yeah. Which people may not agree with me, but there's like a little boy, and there's like a grandma watching him and stuff. And mm-hmm. The dad kind of goes crazy, but really, it's yeah. Anyway, um, I saw Close Encounters in the Third Kind for the fortieth anniversary in the theater. Nice. It was cool. And then um, my my biggest beef at the end of this movie is um, 
the golden cross that's in the wall. Yeah. Oh. It's just um, like, what? I know I've probably mentioned this before, but as far as I can tell, that thing should weigh like 500 pounds. Oh, at least. And he's carrying it. He's you could, he's struggling like it's heavy. Yeah, but... But he's holding it in front of him. Because it's supposed to be solid gold. Yeah. It would weigh so much. Yeah. Yeah. Because gold is heavy. Very heavy. Very <laughs> heavy. A, a, a brick this big is Like 75 heavy. pounds. Yeah. yeah. It weighs a lot. Danny was going yeah, like this doing big hand with motions. his hands. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> um... Where that's a 15, so I don't have anything else to say about the fog. Okay. And we did your 15, right? Yeah. Uh, what's your 14? Uh, Escape from L.A. Wow, that high up? Mine yeah. is the ward. Okay. Did you already talk about the ward? No. No? It's my next one. Okay. <laughs> um, I only put it so low just because it is like a shot-for-shot shot remake of the Escape from New York. Oh, yeah, it is. Almost. It, it, I mean, there's I some differences. Mean, I would say like 85% of the movie for sure. Yeah. yeah. And they had a bigger budget, and it's not a way, better movie. No, way bigger budget. And it looks worse. You just think with a bigger budget and knowing which mistakes he made along the way last time, this would be a much smoother movie. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that really bothers me with it, too, is when you watch interviews, he says this is how he wanted to make Escape from New York originally. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, Escape from New York is great. That's like what Stephen King says. He likes the miniseries of The Shining better than the Kubrick one because it was more to his vision or whatever. No, 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 no. It's like, no, dude, just just let it go. (laughs) That miniseries, okay. I mean, to each their own. Yeah. But, I mean, sorry, Stanley Kubrick's movie is far superior to that. Yeah. So much better. Even if it does stray from the story a little bit, it's just... But it works. It's good. Yeah. And it's still good. So... Um... But yeah, I just, I just put it a little bit lower because it just felt lazy. That's fair. It was. It, it's a pretty lazy Carpenter movie. And I movie. love Snake Plissken, but yeah. He's not bad in the movie. I didn't like the basketball scene. Basketball scene's pretty cheesy. Yeah. Like, the little dictator guy is like, this is what you need to do to survive. And he's like, has anybody ever made it before? No. No. It's like, well, then maybe your challenge is too hard. Yeah. It's like a food challenge where you need to eat like 20 pounds of yeah. of sausage or something. Like, Oof. it's a little too high. Yeah. Well, one pound of sausage almost killed me. <laughs> that, that was too much. Um, <laughs> okay, maybe I went a little too high. No, there. no, no, no. It's all good. I get what you're saying. No, because yeah. and, and it's 100% on purpose because they don't want people to win. They want to see people die. Yeah. Um, and he won. And they still tried to kill him. Yeah. Um, they should have just been like, oh, you know, props, kudos, whatever. One of the characters I could not stand in Escape from L.A. was the, like, old surfer dude who just, like, pops up throughout the movie periodically. Yeah. Like, oh, Snake! What's up, Snake? I think he was supposed to be the cabbie of this movie. Okay. Uh, Steve Buscemi's character kind of sucked, too. Were they sewer surfing together? Yeah, those are the two okay. surfing together. Okay. in the acid waves or whatever yeah. they called it, yeah. It's like a Turtles cartoon or something. Oh, bit. dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, The Ward. I chose The Ward for my 14. Yeah. Um, I think it's a lot better of a movie than people gave it credit for. It just was nothing special. Right. Kind of the same problem with The Fog. Um pretty predictable in some ways um very generic twist at the end there but i mean it it felt carpenter-ish um it was another slow burn acting character wise acting everything was pretty good 
Um, it's just the ending was trash. Yeah. It it was trash, um, and it ended with a jump scare. <laughs> oh, because the wrong person died. No, like so her her crazy self like jumps out of the mirror. She jumps out of the window. Like her and the blonde girl, or no, the blonde girl and the original girl jump out the window, mm-hmm. and you think the blonde girl died, although she's kind of the main main character in the story, but she takes over the body, and so so you're saying afterwards she looks in the mirror and something jumps at her. Yeah, the blonde. So I don't think you were in the room when it ended. I think you left. So maybe I thought it was over. And I so, left, so so she wake now that you're. Do, I can't remember. I was this getting was, something this was in the a while ago. Um, she wakes up. And it's the original girl that they all said they hated. Right. And um, she's like, oh, you know, she's like, hey, you're doing better now. You know, you can see more visits or whatever. And then I think they let her go home. Yeah. And um, she's in her room and she's she's at her mirror and she goes to look in the bathroom mirror. And then the, the blonde girl, Amber Heard, jumps out of the mirror at her. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that they already kind of covered that, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's how it ends. Yeah, um, it's lame. Very lame. It's it's an extremely low budget movie, but I mean that Carpenter's good at making yeah low budget movies look good, and I think he did it with this one too. Honestly, it's just so weird that he made it like nine years after after um, Ghost, Ghost of, of Mars. Mars. Yeah, someone probably just paid him enough money. You yeah, because um, that's all that that guy cares about, and I don't blame him. Like it was interesting. Um, just three movies that I'm thinking of with split personalities that are characters is uh, Split. Split. And that, he had like 27 or 42. No, or, it was 20 something, 23, 24, 23, somewhere around like there, yeah. And then um, Identity, which was basically the same story as The Ward, but came out earlier with mm-hmm. John Cusack. But there was like t- 10 or 12 of them. So I like how John Carpenter went down to five. Yeah. And I think there was a sixth that died right in the very beginning, so you don't really get to know her. No, not at all. Um, like Tammy or something? Something. I can't remember any of the but, names, uh, to be honest. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that style of... It's not like The Eternals, yeah. but there's like 10 characters you got to keep track of, and, and no, we're a couple not, of them die. And, we're not going to We're not gonna watch The Eternals. No. We're not going to review it. Sorry, no. guys. <laughs> um, what was the one movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, um, yeah, Shutter Island. Shutter Island. Shutter Island was really good. Yeah. But, but the pr- biggest problem I have with the ward is they really did just do this movie with identity. Yeah. So it was like, what's? Why are we doing this? It's the same concept. Like, and it was, someone's going through therapy and their personalities get murdered one by one. And I need you find to see out identity. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's all right. It's just, yeah, you get to the twist and you're like, uh <laughs> he was a hole in his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, what's your thirteen? Uh, the ward. The ward. My thirteen Starman. Okay. Um, first time watching Starman, and again, it's not a bad movie. It's just it, like it's one of those movies where I think if I would have grown up watching it, I would have liked it a lot. Okay. But because it's a first time watch, it's just. I just feel like when he's not doing like horror or sci-fi, he. I mean, this movie is sci-fi, right. but it's not like gory or crazy sci-fi like they live stuff like that it's supposed to be a family movie this is like his family movie kind of yeah i can see that yeah and um 
I mean, it's carp. It's a carpenter movie. It feels like a carpenter movie. It's got all the carpenter tropes in it, stuff like that. But it's so so slow. <laughs> this movie is so slow. Um, maybe it'll be better on a second watch. But I don't know. I like Jeff Bridges. In at first, I was laughing at Jeff Bridges acting, but then I just remembered, oh. You know, he's an alien who only knew, like, a few words of, in every language. Right. And he doesn't know how to act. But by the end of the movie, he's pretty much human. Right. Um, and he kind of understands the language a little bit more. And he, he uses phrases wrong and stuff. Like, like it's funny. It has good stuff in the movie. I enjoyed it for, for some parts. But sometimes it's just a lot. It's dialogue heavy. Yeah. Very dialogue heavy. Yeah, this was the first time watching it since I was a little kid. Probably like a year after it came mm-hmm. out in the 80s. Um, and it's like E.T. did it better. Yeah. This is like E.T. for grown-ups. Yeah, a little bit. So yeah, little. yeah. So I didn't like it as a kid because there was a lot of like love stuff and like adult situations. Yeah. And it is pretty creepy when she walks in the house and, like, there's this baby on her floor. Oh, dude, that transformation scene is terrifying. Yeah, it reminded me of some of the special effects from the thing. A little um, bit, yeah. Just that kind of weird plasticky, mm-hmm. like, practical effect kind of thing. I think it was practical. Maybe not. It was practical. Okay. Was, well, I think this movie was made in 84. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't CGI. Yeah, no, no. The only CGI movie at the time still, I think, it was Tron, animated. right? It could have been stop motion, but I don't. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I didn't like it as a kid because he didn't do a lot of cool alien stuff. And No. And the whole he's going to die in, like, three days thing yeah, was kind of weird, kinda too. Kind of tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a movie called Last Starfighter where <laughs> when uh, the main character goes to space, Alex, I think his name, Alec or Alex, um they leave a replicant on earth and he basically grows in a pod and it's sort of similar to this one where he's struggling. It's like a fish out of water mm-hmm. kind of thing where he's trying to pretend to be this guy. And this guy's trying to pretend to be this lady's dead wife or husband because that's who he matched. Like, cause he thought that would make her comfortable. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in the end of contact when the alien looks like her dad, because that would be a form that she's comfortable, comfortable with kind yeah. of thing. Um, so I liked that part. And the the spacecraft that went off into the unknown, was it was the Voyager? I'm not sure. No. The one with the gold record. But that's come up a few times. Like there's a Star Trek reference to it where you can't read the letters and it says like V'ger or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's another movie where an alien comes across that record. It might have been Independence Day. I, might, I could be wrong. Um, did they get the... What movie got the um, video of the... Hitler speech from the 30s because that was the first thing it was broadcast out in the space I have no idea and that was Contact again Contact yeah never okay. mind because they send it back I've never with... seen Contact okay. is that Jodie Foster yeah and Matthew McConaughey <laughs> alright 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 I think it's I, I've off, seen so. I've seen bits and pieces of Contact that's like she goes in like a weird sphere thing right? yeah yeah Maybe I did watch it, but it was a long time ago. Okay. And I just like like nineties, like when it it's came out. It's kind of out. a high concept sci fi movie yeah, to that, an extent. So, that and what's the one with Ethan Hawke in it? With Jude Law. Not Event Horizon, but No, um, no, neither one of them are in that. I always movie. get those two mixed up though. Um They're both in the movie together. I know what you're talking about. And he, he like uses Jude Law's um, urine to like do the job he wants to do. 
Yeah. Is it um? What's her name in it too? Halle Berry. No. No. Um. God, what's her? She she was she was in Kill Bill. Oh, uh, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Yeah, I think Isn't so. she in that too? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it it was really good, Starman. I mean, it wasn't exciting. It was all right. But as far as John Carpenter movie goes, I could follow the plot. Yeah, yeah. And it had a beginning, a middle, and the end. And there wasn't any kind of weird, like, maybe this movie doesn't exist kind of thing at the end. No. Um, and once you get over, like you said, how he was kind of acting kind of goofy, it was actually kind of warming. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it had the one of the guys that played Jason Voorhees as, like, a bar patron. Yeah. He gets in a fight with. I think it was um, the dude to play the part four. Uh, Jason, not Jason, lives. That's part six. Um, the final chapter. Okay. He plays the redneck old man with the deer on his hood. Yeah. Yeah. But he also played a uh, creature from the Black Lagoon yeah, yeah. back in like the thirties or thirties or forties or, or something. 50s, something yeah. Like that, yeah. So that's kind of cool to see him without makeup. Yeah. Good little tribute there. Yeah. Starman, uh, what's your number twelve? Uh, Ghosts of Mars. Ooh, I got vampires. We already talked okay. about vampires, yeah. so. So I like Ghosts of Mars. Um, I, I know... do too. I love it. It's terrible, but I love it. So, obviously, from what I've said so far, you can you can categorize his movies into two groups: ones that don't tell a coherent story, and ones that do. Mm-hmm. And this one does not tell a coherent story. No, it doesn't. Um, you're just in for a ride i really hate the concept where it starts at the end and you're kind of working your way back through like a courtroom yeah but i just wish ice cube was in it more he's in it a lot but i just wish there was more crazy ice cube and we talked about this on a podcast a few times ago but yeah on our old old podcast but r.i.p yeah um it's just goofy yeah and fun and you're it just is. like, why are the zombies going? Rrr, rrr, rrr. Oh, the one. Only yeah. one of them talks, and it's the leader. And he's so menacing looking, but then when he opens his mouth, it's just like, I can't take this seriously. Yeah. Oh, dude. The thing that annoys me the most about it, though, is the, the like flashbacks to something that happened a minute before. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why? Why even do this? Yeah. Oh, and they all could have, they could have, a good chunk of them could have got away and lived, but no. Um, species girl, Natasha, or Tasha, yeah, I can't whatever. remember her name yeah. is, um, she decides to blow up the nuclear reactor plant because she thinks that'll kill ghosts. Yeah. And maybe, because if the radiation, uh, yeah. Well, I think they spoiler tried to alert, it. it didn't work. No. <laughs> um, gosh, I call this the, the. The best shiny golden turd. <laughs> yeah. Because it is a terrible movie, but I love it for yeah. some stupid reason. I mean, I've been watching it since it came out when I was a kid. I wanted to go see it in theaters, but um, we, we didn't get to in time because it bombed in the box office. So they took it out like pretty fast. But I've owned it on every, well, not every, but a good chunk of, like we bought a VHS tape. I watched it so much I wore the VHS tape Oh, out. wow. Um, I have a few movies like that. Bought it on DVD, and then I was like, the Blu-ray is like two dollars. So then I bought it on Blu-ray. I was like, why not? You know, it's dirt cheap. Um, it'll forever be. It'll hold. It'll hold its place in my heart forever. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's it's entertaining in the worst ways possible. Terrible acting. And I've read a few books about terraforming Mars, so I was. I, 
I like the concept. Mm-hmm. Even like The Martian with Matt Damon. Like just the concept of us going to Mars and trying to build something there. The Martian's a pretty good movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it since the theater, but I remember liking Mars it. Mars isn't that far from Earth. No, it's not. And I know we've been sending all kinds of satellites and rovers and stuff there, but um and it would be very complicated to terraform something and Yeah. But I just like the concept that there's a second planet nearby that we can kind of live on. Well, maybe. So any, I'm not saying, um, oh God, what was that one movie where this Civil War guy goes to Mars or um, it's a high budget, like $200 million, John something goes to Mars. Oh, John Carter? Yeah. Like that got a little weird because there's like I never saw it. entire civilizations and stuff on Mars. Apparently, but, that's Disney's biggest flop of all time. Yeah, it was but like even a, like Attack from Mars. It's just fun. It was like Anything a t- two hundred plus million dollar movie, yeah. and it made like fifty million or something in the box yeah. office. Was it Gattaca? Gattaca we were ta- thinking about. Maybe but, Gattaca. Yeah, that's Ethan probably Hawk what movie? it's called. Yeah. Okay. Sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Gattaca. Yeah, Uma Thurman's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, what was that? Um, that was 12? 12. 12, yeah. And I said vampires. We already talked about vampires. Okay. My number, or you go, what's your number 11? Memoirs of Invisible Man. Okay, we already talked about it. Mine and was... It's a little higher. Oh, sorry, go ahead. What's, what's your Oh, 11? mine's Village of the Damned. I put mine at 11. Okay. I enjoyed it a lot more than you did, I think. Village of the Damned? Yeah, just yeah. because I like, I just like Carpenter. And I this, think if I had seen was... it earlier... Like, mm-hmm. when it came out, I think I would have liked it better. It's just sometimes it's hard to watch a, oh, no, no, for sure. I a low-budget 90s movie today and just be like, mm. Mm-hmm. I, I like... Okay, so let me take it back. I'm gonna, we'll, go, we'll talk about it a little bit because it just hit me again. I like the movie up until about the third act when, like, the military comes in. And it just gets so ridiculous at yeah. that point. And they, they have them, they had the kids have them killing each other and stuff like that. I think that was just absurd and pretty stupid. Yeah. But the first the first act and second act I thought were pretty fun. Yeah, the kids are pretty creepy. Yeah. Which is always good when you're having a creepy kid movie. Yeah. <laughs> I just, the ending was pretty lame. Yeah. Just blowing them up. You know, like, I get it. There's a lot of similarities between the fog and, in my opinion, on how the action takes place. For sure. The fog, like the fog rolls in. Yeah. And then like something bad happens, like there's a dude at the door with a hook or something. Mm-hmm. And, and the same thing with the kids. Like the kids would show up somewhere and then their eyes would change colors. And so you knew something was going to happen. So it wasn't yeah. like, yeah. I gotcha. It was pretty predictable. It was. It was a little bit. Yeah. Your wife was calling it head on the whole time. Yeah. Um. But I just put it higher, or uh, I put Memoirs of Visible Man higher because it did tell a story from yeah, beginning to end. for sure. Um, so I just gave it, I was. I might have, if I had more time to think about it, it would go a little lower than 11. Um, a little lower than 11. Invisible Man? Yeah. So you'd put it in your top 10? No, it's it's 11. But, um, oh, you're saying it would be higher if you had more time to think? No, it would something. go lower. Lower? Just because it's not that entertaining of a story. Okay. I was just kind of pooping on all the movies that don't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Invisible yeah, Memoirs, it makes sense for sure. It has a better story than a lot of them for sure. But I'm just going off entertainment value or whatever yeah. from what I liked. It, it wasn't that entertaining. It just, it was coherent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It had entertaining parts. Like yeah. like when the building 
first Yeah, that was turn. weird. I remember that at all. That I was trippy. I've only seen this movie one more time, yeah. other time, but... The building was, like, half invisible it's slash like half MC Escher weird thing where yeah. there's, like, pieces everywhere and... Yeah. That was cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, what's your 10? Um, The Fog. Oh, my 10 was Ghost of Mars. Okay. I put it at my top 10. So here's where we're, we're, we're starting to get into good Carpenter yeah. territory now. Like the bangers. Yeah. Uh, what's your number nine? Um, Prince of Darkness. There you go. Okay. It's probably a little lower than yours, but... Uh... Literally just a little lower. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your nine? <laughs> Escape from L.A. Okay. <laughs> um so yeah prince of darkness um I, i'm shocked you had it because i remember you, you i don't think you liked it when we watched it yeah but the more i think about it it's um, it's definitely one of those ones where you got to think for sure just with all the people staring at the building yeah it's very intimidating yeah and creepy and you're like what's going on and yeah just um there's some really good gore in it it doesn't. I'll give you this. It doesn't get good until like more than halfway through. I mean, yeah. it's good, but it doesn't get like crazy until I just like more than halfway s- through. Sitting through it, but then as we're watching all these movies, most of them are slow burns. Yeah. So you can't poo poo on this one for being a slow burn because most of them are. Yeah, I mean, Carpenter, in my opinion, is the king of slow burns. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just. Um, some of it I didn't like, like a little too gross, I guess. Like it Matt does gets get pretty out of gross. Yeah, or mouths or something. Well, and the whole like, you don't know what they're even doing in that church. Like, yeah. why do they have computers? What's going on? Yeah, and they're doing you know, science experiments. Why is Satan green goo? Yeah, <laughs> um, I understand it, but like, it just gets. And there weren't a lot of protocols to like keep it out of no. people's mouths and stuff. No, yeah. Well, they didn't know because they couldn't open the container. I know, but it just seems like they'd be. I, yeah, I get and what you're I'm saying. Maybe I'm thinking like yeah. 2020 terms where there'd be like a glass case. Case around a biohazard stuff like, all over the place. Yeah. People in hazmat suits. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think they kept it hush-hush though. Okay. Maybe. And this was like a secret thing. So that's another movie that would put it in like, I don't know, understand what's going on. It's mm-hmm. a little incoherent. And if they just explained it a little bit, like the Catholic Church found this relic and they're... Yeah. I don't think it was a Catholic Church, but... Maybe. Maybe the pre Donald Pleasance was a priest. Okay. Oh, Is... what was the other movie we watched that had the church in it too? Vampires. No, you no, it was it me. was Showdown in Little Tokyo. Okay, yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. in that. Yeah, we noticed that. Oh, the oh the building. The building. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, the church. Yeah, the church, yeah. Like oh. capital C church. No, 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 church. no. The building. The building. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, it was that one, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah. We're like, hey, we, we recognize both like that. jumped up and we're like, hey, that's a church. Right? Yeah, we're yeah. expecting to see Donald Pleasance chugging a fifth in the back or yeah. something. Oh, Michael, it's like, no, wrong character, Donald. In vamp- <laughs> in vampires, there's a couple scenes where he's talking about, or James Woods is talking about how his parents got turned and he had to kill him, and like the Catholic Church um, recruited him to mm-hmm. be like a vampire killer because he's already killed one. Yeah, because he had to kill his dad because his dad turned killed his mom and tried to kill him and so there's like this whole backstory of like the catholic church might have created the first vampire and like there's this whole assault squad that they're training everything if there was just a little bit more exposition about where they got the green goo and what they think it might be i don't know and maybe there was and i just didn't catch on 
I don't know. Yeah, it's still. I've seen it like five times now, maybe four yeah. somewhere around there, and I still like don't even know. Yeah, it just it's it's like you said. It's it's hard to follow. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But when it gets crazy, it gets crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody gets murdered at like the same time. I get a lot of like satanic movies mixed up sometimes, mm-hmm. like uh, the Ninth Gate and that Ninth Gate with Johnny Depp, right? I think so. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. And uh, the, like the Omen and there's the really Exorcist there's the really bad stuff. Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. That yeah, has the devil End of in Days. It. Yeah, yeah. And like um, Constantine, like there's a yeah. whole bunch of movies that kind of like deal with like the church and supernatural mm-hmm. and. So I get them mixed up sometimes. Makes um, sense. Like what lore is what? All right. That was nine, right? That was ten or nine. I said my nine. nine my nine yeah, was yeah, Escape nine. from LA. Yeah, yeah, we just talked about it. What's your eight? Starman. Starman. Okay. My number eight. It's gonna be a little controversial here with okay. a lot of people, but I got Halloween at number eight. Okay. Um, I respect Halloween for what it has done for horror. But that doesn't mean I have to like it. It's slow. And yeah, I have it in my top ten because it's a heck of a lot better than most of everything else we've just talked about. Yeah. I've seen it a few... And you know, to be honest, man, after trying to watch the rest of the Halloween movies that I've never seen before, I respect the first one so much more now. Because this is a movie that should not have spawned its own franchise. Right. Or at least with Michael Myers. I like Carpenter's idea of it being anthology. Yeah. He himself even said he didn't want the sequel to have Michael Myers in it. He wanted each one to be different. And that's... I still haven't watched Season of the Witch. Um, Really? Yeah. I I haven't watched it. I skipped it. I started with four. Okay. Um, I've seen the I second you told me one. That. I just yeah, saw, you saw it as a kid or something. No, well, because you told me you didn't want to watch two or three, so I thought I'd start with four. Okay. Um, I would still try and watch three though, a uh, season of the witch. Um, but um, uh, it, it's it is a spooky movie. It is. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like. This guy is just, he escapes from a psych ward. And he's a creeper. He's a and creeper. He keeps popping stalking up over people. bushes and yeah. like hiding in the laundry and outside Stealing the school. cars. Yeah. Um, and then just the way too, like, the, when he, he uh, his, is it, it's not his first kill, but it might be a second kill in the movie where he pins the guy on the wall with the knife and he just stares at his work. Yeah. Admiring it. Yeah, it was the second or third kill. Yeah. I think, I think there's only five, there's, maybe. There's not very many in that yeah. first one. Yeah, like, I want to say five at the most. Okay. At the most. I'm thinking more like four. Yeah. Um. You got anything to add? Um, I like it. The uh, William Shatner mask with the white paint yeah, on Yeah, the it paint on it. It's really iconic. I can see why... John Carpenter lost the whole creative, like what you were just saying with the anthology idea. Because mm-hmm. at the same time, you had all the Jason and Freddy movies coming yeah. out. And so everyone wanted like a, a Jason movie, a Michael movie, a Freddy movie, like every year. And yeah. there was like Chucky and a couple other guys that came along. Um, a few that didn't work very well. like Hellraiser. 
Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, yeah. And, um, isn't there like Cheerleader Massacre or something like Phantasm's that? And Phantasm's popular, but there was just this <sighs> rush in the 80s. I couldn't do Phantasm. Like Hellraiser and stuff yeah. where they're just trying to pump out movies like crazy. Mm-hmm. And they get into really schlocky stuff like Doll Master or... Um, Puppet Master. Puppet Master, yeah. Puppet yeah. Master. I've only seen a couple Puppet Master I've movies. All of them. <laughs> I watched one where they were the good guys and I was like, what's going on? Yeah. It's like and it goes back in time to the Nazis. And, yeah. 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 Well, there's a couple that are pretty Nazi-esque yes, looking. Yes. Yeah. And they explain that. Anyway. Um, um, I love what he did with such an extremely low budget. So I just feel like as a suspenseful movie, mm-hmm. this kind of got lost in the... Uh, what the I was horror. Just talking yeah. About, with like how Jason it got sucked into all the mass Freddy, killer yeah. people. Uh, like Leatherface and everybody... Um, just if those movies didn't exist, this movie I think would be much more popular mm-hmm. in terms of like this was just a scary stalker movie. And that's my problem with studios. I understand you want to make more money, but yeah. when you know a movie is a one off, yeah, just leave it at that. Like, do something else. Like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, in my opinion, is another yeah. franchise that should have only had one movie. It's been like three remakes now. There's like three or four. Yeah, there's about to be. They a try sl- to bring it back every time. People so, are like, mm. so there was there was the one from the 70s, right? And then they continued it on. I think there was there was like two was in the 80s, and then three was in the 90s. There's usually a big gap. And then yeah. and then they they rebooted in the early 2000s, which those are decent. Is that the Jessica Biel? Yeah, okay. I like the prequel and that one. And then they tried to bring it back again with Leatherface, which was supposed to be. This is the movie that started the whole like true sequel nonsense. Oh right. And Leatherface was supposed to be like the the the, the sequel to the 74 okay. movie or 76. I can't remember when it came out and then they rebooted it with the the origin story of leatherface yeah. which i didn't watch and now they're they're rebooting it again yeah it's easy to make another movie about cannibals people have done it just stop yeah it just just make make the same idea but call it something else yeah. like no one's gonna go see it like the Alabama Hedge Trimmer Massacre or something, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I'd watch that. I'd <laughs> yeah. watch that. That sounds great. Yeah. Let's get to work on it. Yeah. So, what's, what was your eight? Um, Starman. Starman, okay. Uh, and, what's... And, and, again, that, when I was making this list, I was putting a lot more weight on the m- movies that told a story. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a little higher than I expected. Um. But I, it's a better movie than Memoirs of Invisible Man, for oh, sure. yeah, definitely. Um, What's your seven? Uh, Assault on PC-13. Me too. Okay. Me too. This movie was a lot better than I remember it being. Yeah, me too. Um, this was his second full-length movie. Okay. Because um, I remember watching it back in the day and it'd be kind of like, mm. Yeah. I guess I was waiting for more schlock, I guess. This is another one of those movies, though, where it fits in the I don't know what's really going on category. Kind of, yeah. yeah. You don't know what the motivation of the bad no. guys is. Yeah. But it's it works, though. Like, it works. And there's there's, a, there's like a, the random, like, ice cream guy. Dude, that seems brutal. I asked for van, lemon vanilla yeah. or something, and then he shoots the little girl. Yeah. <laughs> that scene's insane. Um, but, like, I, th- I think... Yeah, I don't know why they're going around shooting people, but like then then the dad gets his revenge and he shoots one of them, and then he runs to the the the, 
the precinct, booth. yeah, or the phone booth or whatever. And then he gets to the precinct. Yeah. And then that's when they get the rest of the, like, gang to, like, because they're trying to kill the dad or whatever. And these, or so you think. These strangers are just, like, yeah. you know, we got to defend the place. But, like, they have, like, nothing. It's, like, an, almost an abandoned police station. They've taken everything out except for, like, a couple guns. And then there's a prisoner that's really sick. Did that ever go anywhere? Did he ever leave the cell with the other ones? He gets killed when they when they, when on, when um when the first girl gets killed. Yeah, no, they get. I think they get murdered before she does. Okay, because they're trying to leave. Oh, they're transferring them. Yeah, they're trying to leave. So they try to get them on then, the bus, and or then something. they all get murdered. And as then they're like eight to cops get, get murdered. Yeah, and one. Of the, so he must be one of the prisoners that dies. Okay. Yeah, he gets like shot. Like I couldn't remember that how that ended up. Yeah, and then because only one of the prisoners ends up living. Okay. Out of the three. The, like the psycho guy or whatever? Well, you think he's a psycho, but he's actually like the most like sane person or whatever. Yeah. There's like a bromance. I love triangle going on, kind of like in the Star Wars movies we saw. Yeah. Or the, the newer Star Wars movies that, that went nowhere either. Right. Um. My only gripe with this movie, and it's because I'm a gun guy, is there's so many gun errors in this movie. <laughs> so many. There's a shotgun they shoot three times before they pump it again. Yeah. Um, I don't or, know. or they'll pump it two or three times. Yeah. And then the sniper rifle, he's no scoping a sniper rifle. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it makes no sense. Yeah. But I liked it a lot. Um, and this was, I think this one came out 76, right? Yep. So this, I guess if you don't count Dark Star as like a full length movie, this is his first yeah. movie. If you just think of that as like a student film. Yeah. Um, so he, he he hit it off the bat. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was fun. It's a good good low budget movie. Acting's really well in it. Yeah, they all work together really well. I can't name any of the actors that are in it. No, but we oh the um the One guy who plays th- who plays the the uh, the the, the prisoner. He was in in in, in memoirs of an invisible oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. He popped back up for a second in that one. In hospital or, or something or like that. Yeah, or something. Um, I don't remember. But yeah. But I don't think any of the other characters ever. No, yeah, what's his name? Um the older guy who was in Halloween Kills. He he was the the deputy or whatever of the the uh, or the sergeant, the police sergeant on the bus who was like, oh, "I'm going to get you guys back on the bus. We're getting out of here." Okay. Um he was also the sheriff in Halloween. Right. Um and then he just quit being in Carpenter movies cuz they think he had an affair with Carpenter's wife. Oh, was he in Escape from New York then, too? Was he in Escape from New York? He I think that was been. one of the stories behind Yeah, it. he probably was. Yeah, I think he is. And so is the guy from The Fog. He has a mustache in Escape from New York, though. Okay. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, the guy who drove the old pickup truck who picked up Jamie Lee Curtis on the road. there was one guy that there was a rumor that he slept with Adrian Bardot or whatever name is. Yeah. And so Carpenter stopped using him yeah. for obvious reasons. So Yeah, don't blame him. What's your six? Escape from New York. Oh, that's pretty high up there. I have Prince of Darkness at number six. Okay. I I just like the Mad Max movie in a city kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Escape from New York did. Um, oh, yeah. It's great. Well, and then they made um, Dirty Harry 2.0, Snake Plissken. Like a lot of these movies, because um, like Assault in Precinct 13 has been redone a couple times. Um, Halloween has like 12 sequels. Time. 
Um, and it wasn't a good remake either. The Fog's been remade. Yeah. Escape from New York has a sequel. Technically, Ghost Mars, like a second sequel, kind of, sort of, was going to be. The Thing's been remade. Christine was made into like a TV movie, I think. Um, there's a couple others. And does Stephen King like that adaption more, too? Yeah. Like Vampires has a crappy sequel. Um, yeah. So I try to ignore all those additional movies that's why Mm -hmm. halloween's a little bit higher because i'm ignoring all the sequels and all the hype and all the weird supernatural stuff and And also it's the fact that halloween or carpenter didn't have really anything else to do with the sequels yeah true um but same with escape from new york like i'm I'm ignoring escape from la gotcha i see what you're saying when i'm when i'm thinking about the movie because otherwise i'm just thinking of the jaws ride at universal studios trying to bite the submarine that he's in yeah so, um, did we talk about Escape from New York already? Or no? no. Okay, so no. yeah. So, I just liked it. Um, the reason why it's not higher is because this movie, uh, I don't know if this is the right way to say this, but it, it talks itself up a lot. Like, Snake Plissons is real badass. And he doesn't do anything. And he's got this special gun with all these attachments on it. It's a Mac 11. Which doesn't do anything. No. There's just a lot of, like all these plans on like getting the glider out and all that stuff. And like none of it really pays off. True. Um, That's a fair point. And so in my mind, especially watching this as a child, this was like this amazing action movie where he's just going through the streets in New York. And so I think I might get mixed up with the warriors a little bit where he has to oh, fight yeah. all these gangs of people. And, um, he's got all these James Bond gadgets and stuff. Cause there's like the, the beeper thingy on mm-hmm. his wrist and all that and it, it's not really that good. <laughs> i like it it's fun it's just um it's not that highbrow oh for sure like, like um special forces james bond yeah. going into well and it's hilarious because the, the the theme music for the movie is so uplifting like oh this guy's gonna save everyone type of thing yeah. you know it has that feel to it and then he's just like and i the, hate you all and the plot is to get a cassette tape that has nuclear fusion on it in his speech. Something, And they don't yeah. have a copy anywhere, so no. he has to get it. Yeah, it's just... It's it's contrived. For sure. It should have had, a, like, a prototype of something in there. But it does have the Duke of New York. True. A number one. Yeah. And Donald Pleasance. True. And, and the chandeliers on uh, Duke of New York's car was pretty badass. It so. might be the only Carpenter movie that Buck Flowers in where he doesn't die. Okay. Um, and there was some good twists and turns, like Cabby kind of yeah. stab him in the Cabby's back. A, kind no, of. Brain. The, brain stabs him in the back. Like, it looks like Cabby stabbed him in the back, because he gave the guy his hat or something, but he traded it for the tape. Tape, yeah. Yeah, and that's how he gets the tape. So, you have to rewatch it a couple of times to kind of pick up on mm-hmm. everything. Um, but yeah, it's for an, an 80s low-budget action movie it was fun see and that's the thing i don't really consider it action i think it's a thriller okay i get a thriller vibe from it with like very small doses of action maybe that's why that's, i'm so disappointed there's not a lot of action not, in it because <laughs> it, it should have a lot of action yeah. in it you when you see, see snake Plissken was like the best soldier or whatever of all yeah. time and then he just doesn't it do just be like anything. a chuck norris movie where it goes in like with five different machine guns and yeah just blows everything up yeah uh, I respect that. I don't even know if he shoots anybody in this movie. 
He shoots a few people. Okay. He kills a few people at the beginning with the SMG when all the cannibals okay. come up. But then he gets captured. And yeah, and then the Duke of New York takes the SMG and he's shooting Donald Pleasance with it. Yeah. Making him say, you are the Duke of New York. He, did, he didn't make a very good president, I don't think. No, well, he's probably that, so drunk. That's my opinion. So drunk, probably, on that yeah. set. All right. Um, and then we already talked about Prince of Darkness. Okay, that was your number five. That was no, it was or my six. number six. six. Yeah. Um, what's your number five? Halloween. Halloween. I got Christine at number five. Okay. So Christine, um, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to add to Halloween? I think we covered. Not most really. Of, yeah. I just put it up kind of high because, like we said, it's a good thriller. Yeah, for sure. Well, and it, and most people consider it to be the first slasher movie right. ever made. And in the context of the eighteen. 18- John Carper movies, uh, it, being a slow burn doesn't hurt it. Um, it's per, fairly coherent as a story. Oh, yeah. You Super can follow coherent. it pretty yep. well. There's no weird, um, you know, he gets thrown down a coal mine and then in the no. next movie he's been in a coma for a year yeah. and then he wakes up on Halloween. And yeah, there's no weird stuff like that. That was part six, I think. <laughs> there's just a weird thing where um, I think she stabs him and then he gets. She shoots him four or five times, or no, Pleasance does. John Pleasant shoots him with the gun, yeah. And um, he falls out the window, and then he's gone. So in Zombies Remake, the sister shoots him with the pistol. Okay. But yeah, if, if you can ignore the second one where they try to make um, Stroud his sister, and yeah. then all the druid stuff, and like... The Cult of Thorn? Yeah. Yeah. And the zombie remakes and six more days till Halloween and Halloween. evil dies tonight. All that stuff. If you just ignore all that, um, it's not that bad of a movie. Uh, there's a question. It's like, how does he know how to drive? If yeah. he's been locked up since he's like nine or whatever. Um, yeah. True, 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 true. But it's scary. He just doesn't talk. Um, yeah. Like you said, he's like admiring his artwork with the guy pinned up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I enjoy it a lot more now after watching all yeah. the other Halloween movies. Um, and I've never hated it. It just was never my cup of tea. Like, it's the same thing with all the other old horror movies. I respect them for what they did, but they don't hold... Halloween holds up. Yeah. But it just, they're all really slow. Yeah. Like, really slow. But I get it. That's like the time period when they were in and stuff like that. I understand it 100%. Yeah. But like, the ex- like Exorcist, I, I and can't. Rosemary's Baby, and... I can't do Exorcist. I can't do yeah. it. I respect it for for it like putting horror on the map, you know. Right. But like, even oh. The Shining takes a really long time oh, dude, to get I, into. I it. love that movie though. I love it, it's The good. Shining. I'm not pooping on it. No, just... but it's slow. Um, it's slow and nothing happens until like almost the end of the movie. Yeah. I remember rewatching it a few years ago and I was just like, this movie's kind of dumb. I don't know why anybody likes this. And then you see the papers. Yeah. And he's just typing because I was taking his side. Yeah. Like, why doesn't she just leave him alone, write his novel? Because that's what he's yeah. out here to and do. Then, and and then he's on a see, roll. And she's like, has, eh, do you know where you catch up is or he, something he like that? He just has hundreds of pages of um, all work, work and no yeah. play makes Jack a dull boy. And then it kind of just clicks like, He's nuts. Yeah. He <laughs> lost his mind. Yeah. Yeah. And then just steamrolls from there. Just, yep. Yeah. Oh, man. I love that movie. Yeah. I lo- oh. Oh. Um, Christine. Yeah. 
I think this is his most underrated movie. Yeah, when we watched this, I was like, holy crap, this is actually a really good movie. It's so good. It is so good. I wrote it off because it's a Stephen King book. Yeah. And I was like, "Mm, you know, spooky, possessed car or whatever, but... It's got great characters. Um, it's got a good story. You watch this kid go from being a nerd to like, right, being like he he finds a car that gives him confidence, you right. know, stuff like that, and then he becomes the bad guy by the end of the movie. Yeah, and um, it's also kind of like a love story or um, um, an abusive relationship. Yeah, the car kind of uses him and like feeds him all this stuff, you know, and just starts taking advantage of him, sending him into a spiral. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the way, I guess, that they use, like, the music in the movie, too, was pretty creative. Yeah. Like, the song choices and stuff like that. Like, it, it'll, it, like, a lot of the time, it's like, the, the the car will play something that involves in the way it kills the person uh-huh. and stuff. Very creative. Um, I love the scene where the car reforms after being smashed. Yeah. That was so amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Done very well. Because that must have taken forever. Oh, yeah. Like, because um, it was obviously reverse photography mm-hmm. or whatever that's called. Yeah. But just imagine going to hit it with a sledgehammer, then going and taking a shot, and then coming back and hit it, and then come back, and then, yeah, just over and over again. Mm-hmm. But then they also had the scene where all the the bullies or the greasers or whatever you want to call them were beating up the car. Yeah. So they had to shoot, like, like a shot for shot well, not necessarily, but enough to where it looks like the same car. Yeah. But I'm sure there was two cars that they smashed with hammers oh, and yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, if not more. Just one was kind of down the no backwards kind of way, and one was, yeah, it was, for practical effect, it was like, holy crap, this is, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved Christine. Uh, I The first time I watched it, I loved it. I forget how much I actually enjoy that movie. And every, the all three acts are very different. Yeah. Like, the first one's, like, him getting bullied, and he's getting his car, and he's fixing up. And then the second one, was it from the perspective of the girlfriend, I think? A little bit. Okay. Where he's getting more obsessed or possessed With by the, the car. car yeah. And then the third act is basically, like, his friend and the girl trying to save him from the car. Yeah. And it's more their story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. Yeah, it's... And some of the shots, I think we might have talked about this in an old podcast, but... Uh, when the car's fully engulfed in flames and driving down the street. I, yeah. I don't remember ever seeing that for yeah. more than like 30 seconds in a movie. And it was just, yeah, it was kind of jaw-dropping, some mm-hmm. of the stuff that he shot in this movie. So, yeah, it's way underrated. Severely underrated. Yeah. It's better than In the Mouth of Madness. <laughs> yeah. I will never understand the hype for that movie. I got crapped on so hard on the internet when I posted my opinion about that on some oh, yeah. forum I belong to. Okay. Didn't realize so many people loved that movie. Um, yeah, what's your uh, what's your four? Christine. Christine, I got Escape from New York as my number okay. four. Uh, ooh, we've made it. The top three. Yep, here we go. I wonder if ours are going to be in the same order. What's your three? Because they're the same three movies. Yeah. Uh, Big Trouble in Ooh, China. Ooh, no, mine's They Live. Okay. I got I got They Live at number three. Um, dude, Big Trouble in Little China. It's the first Carpenter movie I ever watched yeah. as a kid. Loved it. Watched it so much as a child growing up. Um, it's great. It's a great fantasy action movie. Um, the best part about Big Trouble in Little China is the fact that it's told from Jack Burton's perspective, but Jack Burton is not the hero of the story. Yeah. 
Wang Chi is, his friend. Because, like, Jack Burton is, like, the big, he's, like, the big macho American tough guy. Yeah. But then he's always like, what's going on? Why is that happening? Why does this guy have uh, light coming out of his eyes? Yeah. Why do they want this person? And then Wang Chi has to explain everything yeah. to him. And uh, Egg Fu Young, is that his name? Egg Chen. Egg Chen. Egg Chen. Okay. Um, the old guy from uh, Prince of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's in... A couple other movies. Three Ninjas? Is that what it's called oh, from God. the 90s? <laughs> he's in one of those kids' martial arts yeah, movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so number three for you. Or, um, or no, no, no. I mean, sorry. Yeah, Big Trouble Little Chad, number three. Um, I don't know. I guess... Want me to talk about? Yeah, you don't talk. Yeah, go ahead. Talk okay. about it. So this definitely falls in that second camp of the movies that I can't quite follow. I mean, mm-hmm. you can follow it, but there's no, a you're... lot of random stuff that happens in this movie. So much, like the Sasquatch slash Chewbacca thing that pops out. Yeah, or the big monster in the like this giant the... caterpillar thing. Yeah, and then the dude made out of eyes, like the Beholder kind of. Oh, the thing. Guardian. Yeah. yeah, the Guardian. Yeah, and just. Like the three storms, is that what they're called? Yeah, the three storms. So they show up and it's pretty cool. It's like a Mortal Kombat kind of thing. Yeah. But then they're wearing business suits and like... They like work for them or whatever. And then they're they're doing like the martial arts demonstrations. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which it's is like, cool, wait, <laughs> but it's like, what does this have to do? Is this part of a ritual? I don't know. Truth. Uh, and there's this random rooms just full of like golden Buddhas and... Um, then there's like this tunnel system underneath Chinatown and all this magic stuff going on. It's, it's just crazy. Yeah, true. And there's these torture rooms and they all have like different names. Like this is the hell of mm-hmm. the drowned whatever. And yeah. Jack, and then, the, Jack, then the neon lights around the skull thing with the escalator. I think that was an eighties thing. Yeah. Um, Jack Burton, I think is my favorite Yeah. character of all time though. I just like Kurt Russell acting like John Wayne, and just all the goofy CB talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, and all the all the nonsense. Like my I tell my, you what. Yeah, <laughs> my my favorite line <laughs> in this movie, and it goes nowhere, but it's just so funny, just because you hear him talk, and he's always like, "Oh, you know what old Jack Burton says at a time like this." Yeah. And then he's at the airport, and he walks up to um, Gracie something was that her name? Yeah. And he's all like, oh, hey there, you know, oh, hey there, little lady, you know, not, yeah. doesn't say that exactly. But, um, and then she's, she says something like, uh, you should stand where you should stand down in my, my view or whatever. You should, you should stand where I'm standing. It's Miller time. And he just bursts out a, well, you know what I say when it's Miller time. And then that's when the Lords of death, like interrupt the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, for some reason that line just cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> He just has something to say for everything. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And it's even funny, too, because I feel like the Porkchop Express itself is a character in the movie. Yeah. Because um, the, the, the whole point is to rescue his truck. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it's for the girls, but from his perspective, he's only doing it to get his truck back. And the reason why he gets involved is so dumb. <laughs> because he owes him money. Because <laughs> I didn't catch this till a few years ago, uh, watching it, because you know, kind of just... Phase things out, yeah. Over. But 
the only reason why this guy owes him money because they were playing cards all night or whatever. And so he's won like a thousand eleven hundred dollars. One thousand one hundred forty eight dollars. And so the the one guy says, "Well, hold on. If I can cut this bottle in half, yeah, with this knife, um, double or nothing, yeah, or nothing or double, nothing or double, yeah." And he goes, okay, but not that bottle. Grabs another and he, one. And he, he tries goes, to talk about this it, like, bottle. you're drunk. It's been a long night. Yeah. Like, don't do this. This is stupid. But then he does it. And then the rest of the movie is like, well, I'm going to get my, my money. money. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's almost like a – and I know he tried out for Han Solo at one point. But it's the whole, like, well, I'm just in it for the money, sister. Yeah. Um, just that kind of attitude. Just But the fact that it just came from some drunk guy, like, hold yep. on. Let me just cut this bottle in half. And for people who don't know, Kurt Russell would have been Han Solo, but he couldn't take the part because he was contracted for another movie. Okay. Which is crazy. Yeah. So my number three, They Live, starring the late, great Roddy Piper, yep. R.I.P. This movie, man, my the my buddy Lance, um, shout out to Lance, um, Petty, Lance Petty, uh, old high school friend. Um, his dad and my dad worked at Boeing together on the same machine. Um, they were mortal enemies and me and him were friends. Um, he was the one who told me about they live and this was in like the early to mid two thousands before there was like the big revival of old movies. And he was like, you can't really find it anywhere. Um, and I was like, well, what is it? And he told me, you know, basically the plot in the movie, you know, it's about a guy who comes across these glasses that you can tell are aliens and like they're controlling the world and brainwashing people and stuff like that. And I was like, I need to see this movie. Yeah. And I, I looked online. I couldn't find it anywhere online at the time because Amazon still wasn't what it is now. Uh, and there was like really not a whole lot of like websites to buy stuff like that at the time. So I go to Walmart one day and I'm looking at the like, five you know four for five bucks or whatever and there was a john carpenter pack and this is where i watched a lot of these for the first time it was village of the damned the thing prince of darkness and they live okay and i was like all right i'm buying it yeah and i bought it just to watch they live and i fell in love sounds like it was better than the jason statham four pack i bought for five dollars hands down (laughs) hands down jason statham plays the same character in every movie he's in um (laughs) Which also isn't a bad thing, I guess. Typecast right. actor, you know, yeah. except for Ghost of Mars, which he's in. Yeah. It's like his and one of his hair. it's like one of his first big time movies or whatever. Maybe if he has hair he could act better. So know. quick fact about Ghost of Mars. Jason Statham turned down the main role of the, the horror movie Dog Soldiers to be in Ghost of Mars. Okay. Which, in my opinion, was a big mistake because Dog Soldiers is fantastic. He would have been great in that movie. Dog Soldiers is oh that movie. That's about another a unit underrated of like British soldiers. Yeah, and that's what he plays a lot as a yeah. soldier with a British accent, and he's very good at the action stuff. Yeah. So. And that movie has a lot of like action in it. That would have been great. Oh, I love Dog Soldiers. Um, back to They Live, uh, and that that's what made me fall in love with Roddy Piper, um. I wasn't ever a really big wrestling fan um, until, well, we'll get there in a second. Um, I watched They Live, then I found it on Blu-ray like probably five, six years later. Like This is when all these movies started getting the revival and all that stuff like right. that. And um, I noticed that um, he was going to be at this convention called Mad Monster Convention. And there was a bunch of other, like, it was like the... 
I want to say it was like the 35th anniversary for Fright Night or something like that. Okay. Or 30th anniversary for Fright Night, something like that, somewhere around there. So, like, the whole, all the cast for the movie Fright Night was there. There was p- a couple people who played Jason Voorhees were there. Another actor that was um, in one of the Friday the 13th movies was there. But I went to go meet Piper, and I got to meet Piper, and he was, like, the most humble, kind person ever. Um, I got him to sign my, my copy of They Live. I got got a few pictures with him. It was great. Um, and then he passed away a few years later. Or not a few years, a few months later. Um, cardiac arrest, I think, or something like that. But this movie is just... I just love... And a lot of people are always like, you know, like, this movie's so true to this day. And it's like, you're right, it is. But, like, it was true back when it was made, too. Because it was made to... It was poking at Reaganomics in the 80s. Or when did Reagan... 70s. No, that was 80s. 80s? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of water, <clears throat> different things. Yeah. Um, poking at Reaganomics from the 80s. Um, and, like, the Red Scare from the 50s. Yeah. There's a few different sort of political things in here, yeah. Plus, it's got Keith David. <clears throat> Keith True. David's great in this movie. Wearing his purple. Yep. His signature. <laughs> yeah, I almost put this number one. To be honest, hey, I mean, I don't blame you. The top three are pretty hard to. Top three was separate. Very I, um, I really felt like the top three couldn't have been all Kurt Russell for me. And so the reason why it's, this is two instead of three is because, like I said, I'm leaning a little bit heavier towards coherent storytelling. Mm-hmm. Although there's some goofy stuff and they live, but it's fairly easy to follow. Uh, what's his name? John Nada. Nada. Yeah. John Nada. Pop, pop, Piper's character. I yeah. believe it's John Nada. Yeah. Okay. Like he's a drifter, mm-hmm. like a homeless Just trying guy to find or something. Work. Yeah, and doing day labor stuff. And um, of course, he's a professional wrestler and was very built, so he's got like yeah. his shirt off, like hitting things with sledgehammers and stuff. Yep. Um, but it, to me, it, it tells a better story than Big Trouble in Little China because I still don't understand. So what, much happens in Big Trouble in Little yeah. China. I get it. Like, there's more than two girls with green eyes in the world. Why do you wait a thousand years? For <laughs> yeah. me? Anyway, so don't want to get into it. But maybe green well, I eyes think, in China I think, is very rare. So I think they hinted at that. It had to be the right girl with green eyes. Okay. Because like be they, they hint at him trying other girls with green eyes, but they never survived okay. the the waiting period or whatever they were in. Yeah, there was... Something we were just testing them and they made it. Yeah, or and the yeah. both of them lifted And with the blade it. that they lift, lift yeah, them up. Yeah, yeah. There's like a couple of tests. Yeah. Like, and maybe they were virgins. I don't know. They didn't really touch on that, but. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I feel like Gracie Law is a pretty big hoe. That was her name, Gracie Law, I think. Yeah. Her overacting in Big Trouble in Little China was fantastic. Just because yeah. she knew what kind of movie it was. But just the fight scene in They Live. Oh, I love that. Uh, Piper Corey at one point, that whole thing. When I'm watching it, I'm on my feet just shouting, like, just put the glasses on. <laughs> just, just put the glasses on. just refuses to put them on. Like, we could get cooties. Just yeah. just do it. And then South Park recreated that whole fight in their yeah. episode. Yeah, or no, with, Family Guy? No, or? no, with Timmy and Jimmy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they call it the cripple fight. Okay. <laughs> family Guy might have done it with a big chicken, too, Probably. I'm not sure. Probably. Family, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Um... But yeah, it, it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just great. And at the same time, you kind of respect both men because they're both like drawing a line in the sand. Like, yeah. I'm not backing down. Yeah, I, I like it. 
And I think um, I might have misread this, but I think Keith David was actually hitting Piper, like actually hitting okay. him in the fight because he told him to. Because Piper's they, got years of experience yeah, with faking stuff, but yeah, Keith they wanted, David doesn't. They so. wanted to make it look as real as yeah. possible. Yeah. Uh, but just the whole um, putting the glasses on and you see everything in the real world. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I feel I see the world sometimes. Yeah, pretty much, honestly. political uh, or any kind of political, but just whenever I see like an advertisement or something, I'm like, well, they're just trying to sell me something. Yeah. Like I don't consume. Like I don't watch a beer commercial from the eighties and be like, Oh yeah, that looks great. You're going to drink beer and all these girls show up and play volleyball. It's just like, they're just trying to sell me beer. Yeah. And that's how I feel like, well, like when you listen to podcasts and they're all their advertisers, you know, like Joe Rogan, the hello Tush. I mean, I bought one. I appreciate it. Yeah. But like all that stuff, you know, manscape, yeah. you know, they, 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 you hear Square it so much, you hear it and, yeah. so much in your head. You're like, I need it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I've, I've bought products yeah, because I heard too. the advertisement so yeah. much. It's like, okay, fine. And most of the time the product is garbage. And you're like, oh, I paid $120 for this and I could get the same thing for like 30. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it just, I just love when, when he looks at the money with the glasses and it says, this is your God. Yeah. Like that's so spot on. And like, uh, the whole deep state state conspiracy where there's like mm-hmm. a bunch of like a cartel of people running the world kind of thing, yeah. but to make them aliens, but kind of have the same thing. Like it's all about consume and like follow yeah. orders and obey, obey, and, reproduce. Yeah. Like that was just such a great, um, but it was in those cheesy um, 80s generic labels. Yeah. I don't know if you remember those very well, but um, there used to be a lot of products in one of the grocery stores we would go to. It would just say beer in black letters in a white box. I've seen those beer cans before. Or it would say cornflakes. Yeah. Like very military government cheese kind of looking and that's stuff. That's probably why he did it too, yeah. though, you know, yeah. And I just love cinema from like 85 to 89-ish. Mm-hmm. There's just so much good stuff there. Maybe 84, like Terminator, but... Yeah. But when Back to the Future came out, it was just really raised the bar. For sure. Because you had Star Wars, and then you had... it. You know, it was a gap, and then you had, like, Back to the Future, and there was just, like, all these fun, like, Indiana Jones movies. I know that was a little earlier, but... Yeah, I get you, though. But in that late 70s, early 80s, yeah. there was a lot of kind of... Predator, Die Hard. Boring movies. But yeah, there was true. Yeah, true. Like French Connection, it's it's a great movie. There's a lot of good stuff to it, but the production value is not very high. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Logan's Run and stuff is not very good. Yeah. Um, so there was kind of this renaissance, like Big Trouble in China. Like just the feel of these '80s movies is just really fun. Um, For yeah. sure, yeah. No, that, that's a good point. And I they, feel like they live kind of ends. Poorly, I think. Yeah, it's got a. It's kind of like the end of Running Man, like where they gotta, or yeah, like exactly. Mnemonic, where yeah. they gotta upload the cure to cancer or the whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that's what we've been fighting for this whole time. Yeah. But, um, but it's fun. It is. So. It is. Um, yeah, it it starts off so strong, and then yeah, I would say when when they're at the base getting ready to go for the attack, and then the the uh, the aliens attack them first. Yeah, that's where it like starts to lose its ground, and then they go into the underground base and you know discover what's going on, and then oh we got to destroy a satellite to stop the signal, right? Um, and then it just falls apart when they get to the broadcasting station. 
Because I'm trying to remember what like the they don't, movie was. Did they stop the aliens? Yeah, so he dies. He 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 shoots the like he shoots dish? the satellite dish before he dies. But like Keith David just disappears. Did the girl betray? She him? betrays okay. him. Yeah, she's actually working for the aliens or whatever. Um, yeah, I didn't revisit this movie very much in high school or anything because there was a TV movie, very similar premise where these three aliens came to Earth from three different planets, and the thing was. And this had Lloyd Bridges in it, I think. Um, and I think he was one of the aliens. But the premise was there's these three aliens, and they're going to basically play, like, capture the flag on Earth. And the last one alive, um, that's the planet that's going to get Earth, I think, hmm. was the concept. But um, they could only see each other because they don't know what each other look like because they take on, like, human forms. But they have glasses, like sunglasses that they put on. Mm-hmm. This is, like, way before this movie came out. Um and like I said, there's only three of them, and Lloyd Bridges is one of them, and he falls in love with this Earth woman. But at the very end, um, he's doing something, and he gets shot in the back, and these glasses fall to the ground, and you can see that the woman's an alien. Oh, she was the third because they they worked together to kill the first guy, but mm-hmm. he didn't know she, he he thought she was an Earth woman. Yeah, but these two movies remind me of that because they both have glasses that show the truth and they mm-hmm. both get betrayed by a woman at the end. And I'm sure there's... And they, di- they both die. And so. I'm sure you can find Carpenter referencing that as, like, okay. inspiration for the movie, yeah. you know? Because he's very open about that yeah. stuff. Like, with the thing, you know, he was like... Um, oh, I guess we'll get to that when we talk about it. I mean, it's no surprise that it's our number one. Yeah. Um, Well-deserved. I don't have anything else to add to either movie. Not really. Um, so yeah, number one, 1982's The Thing. Yep. Um, this is the movie that I think messed me up. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this at an extremely young age. <laughs> I don't think I saw it till high school. Oh, wow. Or college. So at my house, or my old house, at my dad's house, I should say, he used to have a wall of VHS tapes. Every genre. He's not too big into horror movies, but he had a few. Mm-hmm. And I'd always just see this, and it just said The Thing. Yeah. And I'm like... With, like, the light coming out of the letters? Oh, no, no, just just the top of the box, my bad. Because oh, they were okay. sitting like this, yeah, at the top of the box. And I was just like, the thing. I was like... And my dad, my dad's hilarious. I love him. I could play the most violent video games. I could watch the nastiest, most R-rated, gory movies. But I couldn't listen to music with the parental advisory sticker on it. <laughs> that's where the <laughs> no, line was crew. drawn. <laughs> yeah, that's where the line was drawn. So I'm... I, I'm going to ballpark it because I don't remember my actual age, but I would say I was between the ages of 7 to 10 okay. when I first saw the thing. And it just blew me away. It was nothing like I've ever seen before in a movie. It it was it, I didn't, you know, I, at, at that age, the only thing I really loved from it was like the practical effects and stuff like that because... When you're that young, you can't put together like the plots and right. the like all the the craziness or the the um the the structure of the movie and stuff like that. But then like the older I got, the more I watched it, the more I understood what was going on, and the more I'm like, God, this movie's just genius. Yeah. And there's stuff um, 40 years later that people are still talking about. Yeah. Well, the practical effects still hold up like, so well. Is, did this happen? Or yeah. Was, is this the alien? Or like, the ending? Who, yeah. Who's infected? Yeah. 40 years people have been discussing um, this. Carpenter always teases it too. He goes, I know who's infected at the end, but you'll never know. Yeah. Um. Excuse me. But might be a little biased here because I love my boy Kurt Russell, but there's just so much evidence proving it's Keith David Childs. Yeah, I'm on who's, the same who, page. Who's the alien? Who's yeah. the thing at the end? Um, 
But, I mean, the practical effects, Rob Bowden, the guy did great work. There's, I don't think there's a movie that's ever topped it. Who's come, no. or that's come close. Granted, when you watch it today, I will say there are some scenes that don't hold up as well. Like the flesh looks like plastic and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or and that's us watching it yeah, in 4K. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I watched it in 4K, a lot. Oh, yeah. Some of it, it still looks great, but you can see a lot of the yeah. like, like you said, the plasticky the same look thing to with stuff. Aliens. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. Can tell it's a dude in rubber suit sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like. One of the scenes, like my favorite scene in the movie, is the spider head scene where they're resusc- resuscitating the guy. Oh yeah, that's and his, my favorite. His too. chest opens up. And it's a mouth. The, the, yeah, the well, the teeth in the stomach or the chest that when he, when he chomps his hands down yeah. the docks, the teeth on the chest they don't look that great no. nowadays. That's one of the few that doesn't hold. But up just very that well. whole concept of all of a sudden yeah. his chest shows up like with anything teeth can like and the, bites the his whole, hands off the at the whole, wrist. Yeah, the whole body is a yeah. bean or whatever. It can transform into yeah. whatever it wants. But yeah, that's my favorite scene in the movie. Movie. Um, and the head pulls off yeah. and skitters away. The, the, the acting, the acting yeah. is so good. Just you don't know, like yeah. you, you don't know who's infected first, right? Um, uh, there's. I wish Podcast Massacre would have never deleted their stuff because I talked about this movie for like two hours oh, that's on right. their you were podcast. On their show, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, there's just so many theories. Like, there's there's a scene where Wilford Brimley's character Blair, he puts a pencil eraser on the 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 body and then he puts it to his mouth yeah and that's his like slow transformation into becoming the thing that's how he gets and that's why he's going crazy DNA, yeah because it's tearing his body apart from the inside right and it's him losing human control and it taking over yeah and then the only reason why he's kind of calm is because they drug him and then, but then when the drugs wear off, obviously, um, it goes back to, you know, like it takes over again or it was taken over to begin with. But right. with the body being sedated, I think even the monster, the alien was like, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's why he's destroying everything because right. like the helicopter, the snowmobiles, he doesn't want yeah. he doesn't want it leaving. Um, but then when it takes over, it builds a spaceship or yeah. is building a spaceship with all the destroyed parts already. And you don't know if it wants to leave Earth or if it wants to go infect the rest yeah, of the planet. Exactly. Like you could let it go and then the threat's over. Yep. Or it could just fly to Australia or wherever. Yeah, and then just take over. Yeah. Um, there, there's a short story on the internet that you can read where it's from the aliens perspective. And it's like, why are you guys attacking me? Like, what the hell, yeah. you know? And then it goes into defense mode. Right. Um, and then that's when it starts, you know, I need to, it's, it, they're the threat to it. So it needs to eliminate the threat. Right. Cause it, it, you know, it's like what you said, it just, it's just trying to live. It doesn't want to take anything over, but like with right. them being a threat or whatever, it, he needs to eliminate them. And maybe, the alien has a moral compass and decides yeah. vi- humans are too violent and attack things they don't understand yeah, and wants exactly. to destroy them. So you don't know if it's going to destroy Earth exactly, um, or not. So uh, The best part about this movie, though, it's not the best part, but it's a really great part, is the plot of the movie is given away at the very beginning if you can speak yeah. Norwegian. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, not the chess there, game, not the chess game. I thought you game. meant the UFO crashing. Oh, game. yeah, that too. Kind we'll, of like Predator. We'll, we'll yeah. get into that in a second. Um, no, um, when the two Norwegians are chasing the dog, um, right. he's basically saying, get away from that. That's not a dog, you idiot. That's a thing. You know, it's an alien. Step away. Get away. Um, 
which I think is really cool to add into that. Cause, but except if you're actually Norwegian and you're like, oh, what the fuck? You yeah. Know? Um, but yeah. Oh, I slipped one. Oh, well, it's okay. Um, <laughs> F word. Try not oh, that's to, fine. Try not to swear on yeah. this new podcast, but I let one out. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the beginning is ruined with the alien ship crashing onto Earth. Predator suffers from it too. Both of these movies, if they would have just kept that out, the surprise would have been so much better, yeah. especially Predator, because you think you're just watching an Arnold action movie. Yeah. Because the Predator, you don't even see anything of the Predator until about 45 to an hour into the movie. Yeah. So all you know is there's something in the jungle killing yeah. people. Yeah. Like it could just be a crazy... And, and you don't you don't even see from its perspective until after they kill the gorilla camp. Right. And then that's when you're like, wait, what's that? That's what's going on? That's from like a jungle action movie. Like to horror, action horror movie, to like, yeah. yeah. It's great. Um, to a slasher, basically. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. But like the thing, um, you don't, you know, you never, you, it's hard to pin down when who becomes infected and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the practical, you know, practical effects are great. Just the design, the creature designs and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. It's just like. When the dog turns. Yeah. Oof. That, that scene is gnarly. Yeah. Um. But if you ever watch like bacteria or plants grow like in, um, time lapse. mm Mm-hmm. When those tentacles and stuff are coming out of the dog yeah. and going up to the ceiling and stuff, that looks totally like yeah. a bean plant growing. Well, and it makes sense because the, the head pops out and it opens flowers up like a plant or like a flower. Yeah. yeah it, it's very... So it has a very organic feel. Yeah. Like this is something would happen and not like it has rockets mm-hmm. that shoot it up through the ceiling or something stupid. And then the, the blood test scene. The, yeah. The tension there, you know, yeah. having everybody tied up and stuff. I think... One of the greatest things about this movie is it's a horror movie where the people are smart and yeah. they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, there's nobody, um, like you said, when Doc is like blowing up the helicopters and stuff, like he realizes this could be a planet killing event. Yeah. And we have to stop this thing from escaping Antarctica. Exactly. And they're all doing the right thing. Like we got like, okay, we're going to tie everybody up. Um, we're going to test everybody. See who's the alien. And there's a lot of like, F you, don't tie yeah. me up. And then once they're cleared, it's like, I'm sorry, but I had to do it. Yep. Yeah. And there's just um, so many different things along the way. Like, as soon as that dog goes crazy, he's like, go get the flamethrower. Yeah. Like, we got to kill it. We got to kill it's it. They're right like, now. oh gosh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. What's going on? No, it's we need to kill this yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. Unlike the f- prequel. Yeah. <sighs> that was bad. But there's so. My two lists of Carpenter movies, the the coherent story and the what the heck's going on, like if they were Venn diag- a Venn diagram, like the, the things, things in the like middle. Because the, the first few times you watch it, there's a lot of like, I don't really understand what's going on. Um, but it also tells a pretty coherent story. Yeah. Um, there's no like, oh, there's just green goo that's Satan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is kind of, but no, I get what you're in the saying. context. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, oh, it's, the kids' eyes glow so they can make people's heads explode or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. So th- this would be right in the center of that Venn diagram. Like, mm-hmm. this is the movie that incorporates um, amazing storytelling with enough, like, I don't understand what's going on. I have to watch this movie again yeah. to get it. And like you said, you can get really into nuance of, like, who gets infected when, 
Like, why did I find the creepy's yeah. jacket outside? Yeah, like, there's well, all this, like, who's framing who? Yeah, well, and there's the scene where the dog walks into the bedroom, and there's the guy. You see, you just see a shadow on the wall. He yeah. used a different person to throw people okay. off because it looks like it could either be um, the Ginger Norris or um, the hippie stoner. His name escapes me at the moment. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, though. Um, Palmer. Palmer, or it could yeah. be Palmer. You don't know, but people speculate Palmer was infected first. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they determined that. And it that, is but... a research station in Antarctica, yeah. so you're not going to send, like, your... Which it also... Another error... Sorry, okay. we, we didn't go over this in Assault on Precinct 13, That's but that, that Precinct 13 is not even Precinct 13. Yeah. It's like, first they call it Precinct 9, then they call it Precinct 10. The and same... Like District 9 and... Pre- yeah. Do you... Yeah. They, they and, call it a few different things. And then the same thing happens in the thing. There's... Throughout most of the movie, it's known as U.S. Outpost 31, but it's also Research Station 4. Okay. So yeah. it's got two names as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's, so going back to, like, this is a horror movie where smart people do the right things. Like, these guys have been selected for this mission because they're specialists. Yeah. Like, even the the cook. Um, Nalls. Yeah. Did he have any th- other skills? No, cooking? he was just a chef. So he was just a chef. Yeah. Which, which is fine, but... Yeah. I'm sure he was a really good cook. Oh, yeah. Um, but they all had, like, specialities, like radio specialist yeah. and helicopter McCready pilot. McCready was a helicopter stuff. pilot. So this isn't, like, um, maximum overdrive again, <laughs> where it's just a diner of random, random American people, people yeah. who some of them are really dumb. Mm-hmm. We made you. Win- we made you. Windows was the, um, he was in charge of communication. Yeah. Um, El Capitan, There's I can't remember. Gary, Gary was yeah. the, the, was in charge. There was Doc, and yeah. then there was Blair, who was like in charge of like microscopic stuff or whatever, right. bacterias or whatever Anna stuff Arca's like full that. Of crazy stuff we don't yeah. know about. So that's another thing that's great about this movie is like when you see the dig site mm-hmm. of like the spaceship and like the block of ice that the creature was in and stuff. Yeah, it's just really cool um, because we don't know what kind of stuff might be down there. Exactly. It could be a pyramid with an alien queen in there. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> Oof. That was a callback Sorry. to the tomorrow AVP. war. Oh, AVP. Yeah. I thought you were going for the no. tomorrow war where they, the Queens in the ship, but that's still underground. Oh, that's right. They kind of ripped off the thing. a little Oh, bit. so much yeah. right there. So much. Yeah. yeah. AVP. That's another. Ugh. Tomorrow war is basically what if the thing crashed and like civilized, area and didn't freeze in the ice there's something it was yeah. allowed to pr- propagate and yeah. spread across the world and kill everything because it crashes in russia i think right yeah, in siberia or something. Or somewhere yeah, yeah. oh that movie was poop but Antarctica is so remote yeah uh, and it was stuck in the ship it crashed in the At ship the, like ten thousand years ago. I think it's hundred thousand years it was in the ago. ice yeah so it didn't have a chance to like get out and like nope. eat some penguins and no no, it was Nothing. just in there, and they drug out the dead body, and we were going to study it, and then yep. it kind of came to life. And then it woke up, yeah. yeah. And then that was also the great mystery of what happened at the other camp. But, of yeah. course, 20-something years later, <laughs> they had to go and make a really bad prequel that's About what just a really... About Norway camp. But that just was, in reality, a really terrible remake. Because, right. yeah, they hit so many of the same beats. So many. And then instead of the blood testing, they look at molars, teeth molars. Okay. Like, what? Oh, that movie. Oh, just... And, you know, and I... 
I'm not trying to crap on that director because he really wanted to like try his best. And they even the original version, not original version, but he did practical effects, you know, but the studio went in and digitally erased them and put in CGI because they go people like CGI. Yeah. It's like, no, they don't. Just reference the Transformers C- movie. <laughs> CGI is a tool that is meant to yeah, enhance make, what you can't do yeah, with, special, exactly. with, with actual effects. No, yeah. Practical effects. And then, oh, but yeah, it, it, even if it would have had practical effects, it still would have been a bad movie. Yeah. It's not good at all. They have their childs and RJ McCready want to be. And I was like, why am I wasting my time? Um, the only thing I really like is the ending because it, it leads right into John Carpenter's. True. It's like a loop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, I just, that movie, the, the, the Maybe remake. I did finish it. The remake is just terrible. Yeah. There's like more Americans than Norwegians at the Norwegian camp for some reason. But the Americans have their own camp. Yeah, and then... And that's for this, just for the sake for not having us make us read subtitles, yeah. I guess. And yeah. then they have... Um, was Kate Bexendale? No, it was Mary Elizabeth Winston oh, okay, or whatever right. her name is. Yeah. Um, they She survives at the end for some reason and goes to another camp that's supposed to be like a Russian camp or something. And this is why the 82 movie is so smart. Yeah. Because... They're both going to die. If we sat here and researched movies about pan, uh, um, contagions, uh, there's probably a whole bunch of movies where someone's infected or something. But mm-hmm. because they're the last boy and the last girl and they're falling in love in their little journey, they escape from the contaminated area hoping that they don't end up spreading it. Yeah. Whereas these guys, especially Doc and, um, couple, and McMurray at the end, were like, we're gonna basically burn everything down. Yeah, knowing that we're gonna freeze to death. Yeah, and die because we have to make sure we kill it before we die. Because if this makes it to the mainland, it's screwed. Yeah, or to another research facility or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's why her living at the end and getting to another research facility is just crap. Because who knows what's on her clothes? Yeah, in her mouth. Exactly. She could be infected. Yeah, we don't know. Exactly. So, um. Fan theories. I want to go into some fan theories that that were debunked. Um, So, a good one that I believed in for a long time until Kurt Russell debunked it. So, at the very end of the movie, um, McCready has a bottle of JB still, but it doesn't have the label on it. It's just a green bottle. And all of their other Molotov cocktails only had the green bottle. There was no labels on it. Right. And to test to see if Childs was infected, he hands it to him to, like, take a drink. And the alien doesn't know the difference between alcohol and, like, kerosene or gasoline. Yeah, gasoline or and, whiskey. And so yeah. it's not going to have effect on it. So he takes a drink from the bottle. And then R.J. McCready lets out a little smirk, smile, yeah. laugh. And for the longest time, I believed that he knew he was infected because he just drank kerosene. Right. Or gasoline. I think it's kerosene up there. I always like that yeah. too. Yeah. But then Kurt Russell came out and was like, oh, no, that's yeah, not yeah. true. It's like, ah, oh, Kurt, why you got to do that? Yeah, it's true. Well, I feel like the only people who who would know who's infected at the end would be Kurt and John Carpenter. Okay. Um, I don't. the other theory, too, that you can't see child's breath. Yeah, but I think that was just bad lighting. Yeah. Because there are so if you pay, especially now with the high in the yeah. high definition, you can still you see some okay. breath. But the VHS. But tape, I, yeah, I could yeah. understand that from like DVD or VHS quality for yeah. sure. Um, then, but there's there's also. 
there's evidence in the movie itself that Childs is the thing, in yeah. my opinion. So there's one scene where it shows him guarding the back door into the facility, mm-hmm. and there's coats on the wall. There's a few white coats, and then there's a coat that's almost the same color as his. I think it's like a shade off. I think he's wearing a blue coat, and it's a black coat, or vice versa. Yeah. One of the two. Um, they, they show another scene where the camera starts out at the basement, which is where Blair was destroying the generators, and it pans back up to where Childs was. He's no longer at the door, and the black coat is missing. Okay. And so... Because he's already wearing one. Yeah, and they established earlier in the movie that it rips through people's clothes. Right, so they find... A they, coat they, that's they, got holes yeah, in it, like yeah. something ripped through it. Yeah. And so if it's taking him over, that other coat is what he would need to, like... You know, to to look normal or whatever, to right. let, not look like he was infected, and he was missing. I mean, you see him run out or whatever, and go go get um go run away, but that could be him already infected, running out of the building. True. Um, and to me, that's just enough proof right there that he was infected. And and it, people sit there and say McCready's infected. I go, okay, well, if McCready's infected. Why is he killing his own kind at the very end? He knows he's the last one alive. Right. So why would he blow up the big giant Blair monster instead of just like, I don't know, fusing with it or turning into the the creature itself or not blowing his cover or something? Right. So I don't, I disagree with him being infected. I don't know. I mean, but there's still that slight chance it could happen, but I don't, I don't think so. But there's also another theory. People say you don't know you're infected until the alien gives itself up or or like it has to like morph or whatever. Right. But I think that theory is debunked too, because, um, in the blood test scene, Palmer, he's infected the hippie. Um, the look he's giving right before McCready puts the, um, hot needle into his, uh, blood. He's giving the look like, oh man, I'm almost about to get caught, you know, look. Um, so I don't, I don't think, I think they know that it's the alien. It just has all of its, um, they have all of their, their, their knowledge or they know like that they, they had the brain of the person. And right. so like they, they know their memories and stuff like that. Um, what was another theory that they deep, I can't remember. There was another theory that they had that was debunked, but I can't remember what it was. Like nobody was a thing. Is that a theory? That's there's a possibility too. Okay. They're just so paranoid, right? That um, oh, the chess game at the beginning foreshadows the oh, outcome he of the movie. The, yeah, whiskey into it. Yeah. Um, he thinks he has it beat. Yeah. The che- but then it beats him, and then he dumps the whiskey into it, and is like cheating, you know, cheating bitch. Yeah. And um. At the very end, you know, with the blood test scene, he thinks he has everything figured out and stuff. And then, oh, no, he doesn't, you know. Child shows up at the very end, you know, checkmating him again or whatever. Yeah. And then that's when he has his theory up and stuff like that. Um, that's also how um, they save the world in Godzilla versus Kong. He poured the whiskey on the computer. <laughs> that's true. I forgot about that. That movie was fun. Yeah. That movie was a lot of fun. It is, yeah, it is. uh, I'm down to watch it again sometime. Okay. 
It's just I keep forgetting. I'm just joking though, because you could tell that was an homage, I think, to the thing. You think so? Yeah. I think it was just poor script writing, and they didn't they didn't know how to get God's. I think we talked about that actually in the podcast. Scott checks mocking us like they couldn't figure out what to do, so they like just pour it on the computer. Because we talked about how you could still have the same movie and throw all three of those characters out. Yeah. And it wouldn't change the plot outcome at all. Especially Eleven. So. Yeah, she was so useless in that movie. But yeah, so that's our that's our list of Carpenter movies. Um, I guess we should start asking for feedback. If you guys like this, yeah. we'll do it with other directors. Okay. Um, I would like to do it with other directors. I've been dying to do a Joe Dante. Yeah, we talked about that. We wanted to do that for one of the first episodes of DDHD. Yeah. DDGHD, whatever it's called. <laughs> that's in the past now. Who cares? Yeah. No, we still have one, one or two more episodes Oh, maybe. I mean, we have the one that's recorded that I haven't put out okay. yet where we talk about how we're going to start this one. Okay, gotcha. Um, but I don't know if we want to do one more after that one, or should that be the final episode? I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, have to think um, about it, so. if you have suggestions or whatever, you know, let hit us up on... We, I mean, we don't have any uh, shooting the film social media yet. Yeah. Um, just hit up we my personal soon. account or Greg. Yeah. Um, and let us know if you like this. Um, we wanted to do different stuff with DDGHD, but it just ended up being movie reviews every episode, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll still do movie reviews, but I would like to do more stuff like this, too. Like movie spotlights where we just, yeah. you know, talk about an old movie or something or director. Or we you can know. watch like a movie and its remake. and Yeah, and compare about, them and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I've, I'm so Because there are remakes that. that are better than the originals. The Thing, the 1982 yeah. Thing from the 1951? What was it called? Um, the Thing from Another World. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the name of the book. I almost bought you the book, but it was kind of expensive. I'm sure it's expensive. Yeah. Um, I want to read the... I want to read... Who Goes There, I think, is what the book's actually yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, Who Goes called. There, that's yeah. Right. Uh, that, I, I knew it had a goofy I, title. I don't know why I said The Thing from Another World. <laughs> that was the first That was movie. the movie, based on that Yeah, book. and then The Thing from 82, <laughs> and then The Thing from 2011. And apparently it's being remade, and it's going to be called... The Things? Who, who, <laughs> no, I think it's called Who Goes There. Okay. Is what it's going to be called. Because it's, it's based Blumhouse on... Blumhouse doing it? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. That um, sounds like a Blumhouse it, movie. It's going to be based off another short story that's yeah. not Who Goes... No, Who Goes There's the book, right? Is that what I said? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. No, it's called something else. I just don't remember what at the top of my head. Okay. There hasn't been any updates okay. on it lately. But, yeah, I mean, we we had a lot more in common than I thought we were going to. Yeah. And you, you had some surprises on there. A lot of ours were, like, just one off. Yeah, a couple off and here and there. four or five that were the same number. Might get crap for my list because yeah. the only movie I can see that people are going to give me a hard time for is The Fog. And in the mouth of madness. Yeah. And me putting Invisible Man at 11. <laughs> but if you look at my chronological chart, if you cross off Dark Star and you ignore the last um, seven movies he did, mm-hmm. like everything between Assault and Priestly 13 and They Live is basically my top 10. Yeah, exactly. Same here. Um, I think literally that is my top 10, is all the movies he did in the 70s and 80s. And then the 90s movies, uh, and then the Dark Star at the bottom, so. Yeah. But that's not his fault. No. It's his first movie. He was just learning the craft. Yeah. His first feature-length movie. Um, I'm trying to think of a, um, 
who's that guy we thought was really good? Uh, Christopher Nolan. He did a student film that he kind of remade later, mm-hmm. and it's rough. Um, a lot of people's first work is rough. I think it was black and white. Probably. I still have. I've and it was similar to Memento. Christopher Nolan did, is a but... director where I've only seen more of his recent films. Like I've never like I think Batman Begins yeah. and Up is what I've seen. I've never seen Memento or there's and like David another Lynch one. Has a student film he made and George Lucas too, but then he made it into a feature length film. Yeah, which actually wasn't that bad. I started the other day. And I was like, wow, this is much better than I thought. And then those guards showed it up in. Um, oh God, I just watched it. Fanboys. Oh yeah, THX uh, 1138 guards uh-huh. showed up and those were his security guards at the Skywalker Ranch. <laughs> we could talk about that movie sometime. Fanboys, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. I almost fell on my chair when Kevin Smith and um, Ewes showed up. Um, Jane Silent Bob. <laughs> and the guy that played Cute Kelly or whatever. Uh-huh. Oh, Kinky Kelly? Kinky yeah. Kelly. He's there too. From Clerks too. Yeah. Comes out too. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's in this movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well... Hope you guys like the new format. Uh, looking forward to moving on. Yeah. And maybe we'll have video someday. Yeah, I th- we'll we'll we get there. We got all the equipment. We might need mics, uh, different mics. Yeah. But we got the cameras, the lights, the setup, everything. Yeah. Just working on a background. Background. Yeah, the room needs some more work. It's not. Yeah. Ready for. I've been messing filming. with um, different lighting settings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and Get, then, getting to know my camera. and Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then the video editing. But you've done a little bit of that. So. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've edited anything, yeah. but um, it's, it shouldn't be too terrible. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, guys, we'll catch you on the next one. All right. Later. Bye.